0: or you can find us at our website, MedoraChurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Not the case tonight. Amen. But I'm going to start off with one, and then we're going to get into it. Um. But I want to teach to you tonight from the book of Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7. You should know this, this is one of the commandments, but let's look at it tonight. Let's dive into this. Exodus 20 and 7, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain thou shalt not take the name of the lord thy god in vain for the lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain heavenly father we love you lord today and we thank you god for your word we thank you god for the privilege of being able to teach your word I ask, Lord Jesus, for your divine help tonight as we study this very important topic. And we're going to give you the praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them not in vain. Not in vain. And you can be seated. How many of you were taught... Not to use the name of God, the name of Jesus, in a slur, in a uh, a sense that was taken out of context, or as even a swear word. Not to take His name in vain. I mean, how many remember that? Do your mom and dad teach teach you that? You remember that from the teaching of the church? Uh, why is it that you never hear anybody hit their thumb with? a hammer, and go, Hare Krishna, Buddha, Muhammad, no, but they'll say Jesus, and there is some reason for that, but I want to tell you that that context of this commandment is but a small portion of what that commandment covers than just simply not swearing the name, not using it out of context of things. But it's important that we know that we should never take his name in vain, in vain. You know, names in Scripture is very important, and I've taught on this before, but you associate a name with the character and the identity of one that bears that name. Respecting the name is very important. Jesus said that when you pray, you're to pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Honor his name. Make his name holy. Naomi in Scripture, her name means the delightful one. When she returned from Moab to Bethlehem, she changed her name to Mara, which means bitter, what happened? She lost her husband, she lost her sons, and her life and character changed. And so she changed her name to associate with that. Hannah prayed, and God gave her a son. She named the boy Samuel, which means heard of God, because God heard her, and so she named him Samuel to reflect that testimony and character. Proverbs tells us and teaches us that a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. A good name means a whole lot. It means a whole lot. Amen. Who would have ever thought to look look at their son and say, I know what I'm going to name him, Ichabod. First of all, Who would name their son a name that sounds like that? Hey, Icky, how you doing? What's up? Ichabod. But what happened is the ark was stolen, and that name means the presence of the Lord has departed. So they named the boy Ichabod. In the Bible, people chose names that was was connected to a setting or connected to an event or a character, or an identity. The Hebrews placed far more emphasis on the importance of a name than we do today. They did. Amen. God did not give Mary and Joseph the option of naming the Messiah. The option was not given that you can call him what you, whatever you want. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Therefore... We don't get the option to call on the Lord in a way that we choose in the name. I have those today that are now using the name the divine. Well, the divine could mean a bunch of stuff. But there's only one who we understand as Messiah who is Jesus. And so when we look at the Ten Commandments, you will find the repeated phrases, Thou shalt not... And that gives the negative connotation. It's real easy to see the negative connotation. But the negative thought also has a positive thought that would be a counteractive to that. When we look deeper, we'll see that. The positive message of this commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain, is this. If I can take his name in vain, then I could take his name in value. If I can take his name inappropriately, then I can take his name appropriately. It says, Thou shalt not take. Everybody say, Take. It doesn't say, Thou shalt not say. It says, Thou shalt not take. The word take here is an interesting word that means to bear up, to carry, to be lifted up, to be exalted. Uh, 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 to bear continuously. So when we say someone is to take the name of the Lord, it means to elevate the name of the Lord, to lift it high, to pick it up and move it. Take the name of Jesus with you. The song says, uh, "We take the name in honor of, of honor to honor and respect to exalt to put it in a place of prominence." So when we take the name, we're putting it on a place of Prominence, prominence. Taking the name of the Lord in vain refers to how one inappropriately takes, bears the name of the Lord. I believe that it is a sin against the Almighty God to bear His name but not use His name correctly. If I say that I'm a Christian or I say I'm a child of God or I say that I am a believer in Jesus, but I do not bear his name, I do not take his name, I do not exalt his name, I do not lift his name up in prominence, then I would be taking his name in vain. It's important that we know how we take his name, how we wear his name how we bear his name. If you were to sit down with with a lot of Hebrew scholars today, they would tell you, Jewish scholars, they would tell you that this this idea of taking the name of the Lord in vain refers to somebody who does inappropriate acts in the name of God. Inappropriate evil acts in the name of God. I don't want to take his name correctly. I want to wear his name and bear his name correctly. Correctly. In Acts chapter 9 and verse 15, we find the Lord speaking to Ananias concerning Paul when he says, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to do what? To bear my name before the Gentiles. Not in vain. He wasn't going to take it in vain and bear his name in vain. He's going to do it before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. He's going to handle with care. He's going to carry it in proper order. He's going to bear it and give honor. So when we bear his name, we must not bear it in vain. The word in vain means comes from the root word that means to rush over to rush over, to carry it with an empty fashion or carry it with an emptiness of speech or a a sense of falsehood. Amen. But when we take the name of Jesus, we're going to say, I'm not going to waste his power. I'm not going to waste his presence. I'm going to make sure that the name is set to the place of prominence so that he gets the glory and he gets the honor. I can't, misuse his name. I can't abuse his name. If I'm going to take his name in vain, then that means I will abuse it and misuse it to my own purpose. Calling on his name means that you believe in his name. You believe he has the power to do what his name says. You believe that the power of God abides in his name. There's something about the name of the Lord. There's something about the name of Jesus. For us today, we say that name because he is the Lord of glory. And that's the name we pray by. That's the name that demons are cast out of. That is the name that miracles and signs and wonders are. That is the worthy name that is to be called over us. Amen. In the second commandment, it says that we are instructed not to worship idol gods, they are empty hollow and useless. The name of our God is not a name of an idol God to be considered empty, hollow and useless. But I want to say the name of Jesus and call on the name of Jesus not just because I stump my toe but because if I stump my toe and I need God to touch me I'm going to call on his name. Amen. And appropriate the power of the name of Jesus. I believe in the name of the Lord. I trust the name of the Lord. I believe the name of the Lord. Lord should be considered hallowed and and should be considered holy. In First Kings, let, let's go to our next verse, Psalm one thirty nine twenty. I believe that's the next one I have. The word of the Lord says that they speak against thee wickedly, and thy enemies take thy name in vain. Thy enemies, enemies take the name in vain not those that that love first kings chapter 18 verse 24 elijah's on top of the mount carmel amen and he said you shall call in verse 24 call you on the name of your gods and i will call on the name of the lord notice he didn't say my god's (laughs) <laughs> he said, the name of the Lord, and the God that answered by fire, let him be God, and all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. You call on your name, but I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. I'm going to take his name, not in vain, but in power. I'm going to take his name in, in what he, he has in his character and his glory. How many know the fire fell? When you call on the name of the Lord, the fire falls. When you call on the name of the Lord, the enemy can be defeated. When you call on the name of the Lord, disease can be stopped. When you call on the name of the Lord, sins are washed away. When you call on the name of the Lord, something powerful happens. But if we take it in vain, then we're just simply saying it without connecting the power to his name. If you're going to use his name, then use it in every way that it has come to us through Scripture. The name of the Lord, it's an interesting understanding when we see that throughout Scripture, God revealed himself through his name and titles in a progressive nature. The name of the Lord should be sweeter to you today than it was when you first believed. The name of Jesus should be more powerful today than it was when we first were encountered in, in his presence, we encountered his presence and his name, amen. The revelation of the name, it comes through the, revel- the relationship of the Lord of the name. The revelation of the name is connected to your relationship with the Lord of the name. Exodus chapter 6 and verse 2. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. I appeared unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. El Shaddai, that's what that word means. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. Amen. We ought to be in a relationship with God that we, did, we, we start out by saying Jesus. One of the twins, I don't remember which one right now, uh, one of the first words that come out of her little mouth uh, was in her baby way, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. There's something about the name of Jesus that a little child can say it. There's something about the name of Jesus that smart people have got to humble and say it. There's something about the name of Jesus that it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, if you'll speak that name, it is wonderful and glorious. But I want to tell you, it doesn't just stop with a revelation of a little child. It doesn't stop with a, a a life that you're living at the at a teenager or a young adult. His name ought to be sweeter every day. Day. His name ought to be more powerful every day. It ought to be more beloved by his people every day because the revelation should be progressive. Yeah. If Jesus' name is not growing in your relationship, maybe it's time to just start looking deeper and closer at him. It is interesting when the Lord revealed to Moses the name Jehovah, he was saying, I am the eternal, immutable one. I am the one who is and was and is to come. He revealed himself as Elohim to Abraham, To Isaac and to Jacob as the creator of all things. He revealed himself as El Shaddai, as the one that tells nature what to do. But when he came to Moses, he said, there's a progression going on here. I want you to know me as the covenant keeper. I want you to know me as the immutable, unchangeable one. Amen. The name of God reveals to us the progressiveness of our relationship with him. He is the covenant keeper. When I say Jesus, his word is true. When I say Jesus, he said pray in that name, I should pray in that name. In the book of Exodus chapter 9 and verse 16, the Bible says, In the very deed for this cause have I raised thee up for to show in thee my power, then listen to this line, that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. Who's he talking to? He's talking to Pharaoh. He said, Pharaoh, you think you're doing your own stuff, Pharaoh, you think you're doing your own thing, but you're merely a puppet in the hands of God so that God's name can be exalted and glorified. Hallelujah. That my name may be declared throughout all the earth. Oh, Pharaoh got something stirred up he didn't know. He got it stirred up so much that when the Israelites left, the fame of the name of the Lord went throughout the world. Hallelujah. That's why we do some things today and we fall upon this understanding standing, he will bless us for his name's sake. He's going to keep his name's sake alive in my life. Psalm 106 and verse 7, our fathers understood, uh, our fathers understood not the Thy wonders in Egypt, they remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked them in the sea, even the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake. Even because when Israel messed up and murmured and complained, he still saved them for his name's sake. Hallelujah. I wonder what God is doing in your life right now. I wonder what God is doing in my life right now, that he blesses us just simply for his name's sake. Because we wear His name, First Samuel twenty-two, chapter twelve, verse twenty-two, it says, "For the Lord will not forsake His people for His great name's sake." How then should I not hallow his name and glorify his name? Amen. I can't take a name in vain that blesses me even when I don't know it or even when I I have even done some things that I shouldn't not have done. He said the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. The name of the Lord is important to our God. Psalm 31 and 3. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Lord, I wear your name. Lead me and guide me. Lord, I wear your name. Lead me and guide me. Can you just simply declare, Lord, lead me by your name. Lead me by your name. Amen. The, the Bible says, uh, Jesus told his disciples, you will be hated of all men for my namesake but then he said but there shall not a hair on your head perish lord's had to have the calculator on this old ball head every hair he's counted my heads the bible said he's got our heads a hairs of our head numbered amen i want to tell you today god is going to take care of you for his namesake for his namesake hallelujah therefore i should honor him and not take his name in vain In the book of Acts, we find that great, powerful scripture, Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. How many know it's a saving name? It's a saving name. Matthew 1, 21, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name. Thou shalt call his name. For he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. The name of Jesus is associated with salvation. For Jesus truly means Jehovah saves. Hallelujah. To exclude the name of Jesus in any point or thought of salvation is to misappropriate and take take his name in vain. Because he's the saving name. I need to employ that saving name when it comes to being born. Born again, his name is Jesus, for he's Savior. Romans 10 13. What a great verse of scripture! Who shall ever, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know what the word call there means? Bear. Who is ever going to take the name of the Lord? Who is going to bear the Lord? It's not just simply that I just acknowledge you know, Jesus as existing or I acknowledge him as at some point in time when I was a little kid and I, I said, I believe in Jesus. No, I bear his name for the rest of my life. I must bear his character. I must take him with me so I do not take the name of the Lord in vain. I do not take the name of the of the Lord in vain. Somebody say Amen. Listen to this: What First Corinthians chapter six and verse eleven says. Look at the wording. Look very close, closely at the wording. First Corinthians six and eleven. Paul had said about those that were messed up. Do you know they had homosexuals in the church? Do you know they had liars and cheats and drunkards and revilers in the church? In Corinth, they did. They had a mess. But he says this, and such were some of you. Such were. They didn't keep on lying, cheating, growls, and fornicating, and homosexual living. No, no, no. Such were some of you. But here's why you are changed. You're washed. You are sanctified. And you're justified. How? How? In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. The working agents here is the name of the Lord Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit amen that changed lives from being ruffians and being sinners and being uh, completely abominable to God but what what happened when they appropriated the name when they begin to bear that name when they begin to carry that name all of a sudden such were some of you because there's power in the name of Jesus to take drug addicts and alcoholics and homosexuals and adulterers and fornicators and to take those that are lying and cheats and turn them completely into a different person. Amen. By the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody ought to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for that name. Thank the Lord for that name. Look at John chapter 1 and verse 12. Speaking of Jesus, John writes, but as many as received him, everybody say received. received. Received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. There it is again. The name. If I believe on his name, I don't want to take his name in vain. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. It is interesting that the word received, for as many as received him, is also used in the parable of the sower, where the Bible says that Jesus used in the parable of the sower, he said, the ground received the seed. The ground received the seed. And it it's also the same Greek word that is used in, in Acts, where it says, and ye shall receive the gift of the seed of the Holy Ghost, Acts, 30, uh, Acts 2.38. You shall receive. That is something that's going to be implanted in you, and, and it's going to do a work in your life like a seed that is being received in the ground. It's not enough to just simply say, I receive Jesus. I've got to receive his authority, his character, his power into my life like seed. Because the writer says that we are begotten by the divine word of God that comes into us and it plants a seed of of revelation in our life that begins to grow and germinate, that begins to produce for as many as received Him, as many as His name has been planted in their life, will begin to produce things. I want to tell you there's something powerful about the name of Jesus, there's something powerful about the Name of the Lord. As many as received Him as it comes in and is planted. Acts 10 43. To Him gave all the prophets witness that through His name, that through His name, whosoever believeth in Him shall receive, same word, remission of sins. If I have His name, that not only do I receive him and his power, I receive, as Joey said just a few minutes ago in my office, my sins get washed down the drain. Praise God. I receive him. I receive him and everything he has for me. This is what he told his disciples in Luke 24, 47, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So when I looked at the name of the Lord and I don't want to take his name in vain, that means i got to trust his name. It's the saving name. i got to trust the power of his name. I need to believe on his name and let, it, let him be received into my life so it produces seed in my walk with God. And Alexander may build an empire, a Napoleon may change the nations of the world, a Newton may bring about an intellectual revolution, and Edison may create a new world for science, and a Wyatt may usher in a new era of industry. But there's only one that has flat turned history upside down. His name is Jesus. There's only one. There's majesty when we say the name God, but many say the name God. There's personality when we say the name Jehovah, but there's power when we say the name Lord. Hallelujah. There's power when we say the name Lord. When we say Jesus Christ, we've said it all because in his name is the fullness of God's power. Look at Second Chronicles chapter 14 and verse 11. And Asa cried unto the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether they be with many or with them that have no power. Help us, Lord our God, and we rest on thee, and listen to this, and in thy name we go. And in thy name we go against this multitude, O Lord, thou art our God. There's something that is connected between the name and his power. Okay, we, we we may not have many, we may have a few, we may be weak, we may not be powerful, but we go in the name of the Lord, and what happens is that we go in power. We go in power. He said in the New Testament in Mark 16 and 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. Then I cannot take his name in vain. They will speak with new tongues. I cannot take his name in vain. And then it says, they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What is the catalyst for all of this? In my name. In my name, hallelujah. The writer of Proverbs said this verse that we need to take again and again with us. The name of the Lord, 18 and 10 of Proverbs. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runneth into his safe. Hallelujah, thank God that there is a name that puts us in the place of the highest advantage. You have an advantage when you pray in his name. You have an advantage when you believe in his name. You have the advantage over the enemy, over disease, over sickness, over depression, over fear you have the advantage when you have the name of Jesus. You have the advantage over demons when you have the name of Jesus. You have the advantage over doubt when you have the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When everything's in confusion, I'll take it to a place that he's the high tower. I'll run and I'm safe. Several years ago when we were pastor in our very first church in Tennessee. I came under a spiritual, strong spiritual attack. I was a very, I was a young man, and I, I come under a spiritual attack, and I was laying in the bed in our house, and I felt like that there was something that sat on my chest like an elephant. I could hardly breathe, Brother Chris. I could hardly breathe. <sighs> And it was pressing. I did not see anything, but I felt it. And then I heard it when that demon or whatever it was from the pits of hell whispered in my ear, I'm here to kill you. And it felt like an elephant sitting on my chest. I couldn't talk. I was trying to talk and it just was pressing, just pressing. But Brother LeBannon, all I got out was Jesus. And that thing lifted off of me and was gone. I didn't pray some really long prayer. I didn't go through a lot of calisthenics. There was no time to sing a song and for the choir to show up and and to call pastor or call him. No, it was just simply Jesus. Barely able to get it out of my breath, but that's all it took. Amen. I'm not gonna take his name in vain. I wanna use his name and power against the enemy. Amen. Because there is victory in his name. There's power in his name. there is salvation in his name. There is hope in his name. Amen. The name of the Lord is that strong tower. And the righteous runneth into it and are safe. One of the verses that has stuck in my mind since Bible college that uh, Brother Reveille, Dr. Reveley's dad, stuck it, uh, it, it. He had us quoted every, every class that he was teaching Psalm 138 and 2. I will worship toward thy holy temple, praise thy name for thy loving kindness for, and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Shows you how powerful the word is. But let me, let me quote it to you from the New American Standard Bible. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. You have magnified your word according To all your name, (laughs) you have magnified Thy word according to your name. You've lifted up your word and your name together. I will magnify you, Lord, and I'll lift up your word and your name together. Hallelujah! I wonder sometimes we get in the place where you know there are many, many. I've got a list of them in my, my notes there's many titles of the Lord there's there's Jehovah titles that are connected to him as 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 healer and as a uh, 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 shepherd and as as the victor of the Jehovah he is nisi my banner and on and on there's all kind what would it be if we had to know which name to call for whatever the need is I couldn't even recall some of them right now who do you think, how am I going to recall it in the middle of the need that I have? But the thing of it is, he said, if you'll just say Jesus, I can remember that. I know that name, so I don't have to go through the Rolodex and through my memory to know exactly, do I need El Shaddai, do I need Adonai, do I need Elohim, do I need, what? what, what, what is it that I should say? But when I say Jesus... I have that all in the name of Jesus. Anything that I need, I can find in his name. How many have found that to be true in your life? The name of the Lord. You can trust it. Psalm 20 and 7. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. Some trust in their money. Some trust in their job. Some trust in their possessions. Some trust in their bank accounts. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. We will... (laughs) It's the same psalmist that wrote, my help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Hey, it is in Matthew that it is written, the name of the Lord the Gentiles will trust. I can trust his name. I can trust his name. I can trust his name. You can trust his name. Some trust in governments. Some trust in Democrats, and some trust in Republicans, and some trust in Independents, and some trust in CNN, some trust in MSNBC, some trust in Fox, and some trust in Newsmax, and some trust in this, and some trust. But I will trust in the name of the Lord. Some trust in religion, some trust in denomination, some trust in history, some trust in relationships of aunt and cousin and Sally and past ones that have gone on. But I will trust in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I will tell you, I look and I see in my office every day, there's a picture of my dad. Amen. I look at home and I see a picture of my dad and my mom. But I can't pray to my mom and dad because they don't have any power. I can say Fred Gill all I want to. It doesn't matter what kind of a man he was, how great he was. It would do me no good to pray in the name of Fred Gill. But if I pray in the name of Jesus, I will get what my, my dad Fred Gill had when he was alive. Do you trust the name of the Lord? Do you trust his name? He's got a proven track record, doesn't he? Jesus said, John 14, 12, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you shall ask anything in my name. I will do it. The definitive name, the name of whom heaven and earth is named, the name of who the family, the church of God is named. Hallelujah. It was Jesus that said, Whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, I will give it you. How many times did he say that? Over and over again. Pray in my name, ask in my name. I can't afford to take his name in vain. I can't afford. Not only is there power in his name, not only am I to ask in his name, not only am I to trust in his name, I'm to praise his name. I'm to praise his name. Somebody want to praise his name with me? I will praise his name. I will praise his name. I will glorify his name. Hallelujah. Let us exalt the Lord together. Let us praise his name together. I will bless thee while I live. The psalmist said, I will lift up my hands in thy name. Psalm 1 says, praise you the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forever more from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same the, name, the 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 same the Lord's name is to be praised that means in the morning and in the evening all day long all night long because the sun is always rising somewhere and it is always setting somewhere A circumference the earth his name is to be praised his name is to be praised his name why didn't he just simply say the Lord is to be be praised, but he said his name because it is the agent of power. It is the legal name of prayer. It is the legal name of salvation. It is the legal name of God's glory. I'm to praise his name. Psalm forty-eight, ten. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. According to to your name. That's the way your praise is to be to the ends of the earth. In thy right hand, full of righteousness. So I'm to praise his name. Well, can I just, just, let's just, just, if I was a gambler, I have no idea how to play poker, but I understand this, never played it in my life. But I've seen it where they put, well, I'm all in. I put my chips all in. I know what that means. That means, buddy, you better have a good hand or you've lost it all. Well, let's just take all these scriptures and let's just, let's just put all the chips together and we're all in. Okay. With one verse. One verse. Colossians 3 and 17. What does it say? What does it say? Read it. Read it loud. That's it. All. In. I'm just pushing my chips all in, and I'm saying, if I can't remember another verse, this covers it all. Whatever you do in word or deed. Whatever you do with your hands or whatever you do with your mouth it's to be done. It doesn't just say in the name of God, but it says in the name of the Lord Jesus. Why? It is the recognized legal name of prayer. It is the recognized legal name of heaven. It is the recognized legal name of salvation. Woo! Praise God. So whatever I say, whatever I do, Do it in the name of Jesus. Do it in the name of Jesus. In the book of James, sometimes we often, if you're, if you're new to MPC and you see the oil that is used in prayer, this is where it comes from. James five fourteen Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. What? In the name of the Lord. Anointing him with oil. The only thing that has the property to do, and that is, you might could put it in a pan and fry something just in itself. But when you take what the Lord said, you take this oil And you pray in the name of Jesus. It takes this because you're being obedient to the Lord. We're being obedient to the Lord, but it's the name. It's the name that heals. It's the obedience that, yes, shows our faith, but it is the name that heals. Anybody ever been healed in, in, in the name of the Lord? Anybody ever been healed of a sickness? Hallelujah. How many remember that during COVID, we had three get healed of cancer in the name of the Lord? Hallelujah. That is our God that can do miracles in the name of the Lord. Ha And and, and you know, and I'll preach it again, I'll teach it again. There's a reason why we pray in the name of the Lord. It's not just what we say, Jesus. It's everything that is behind that name. Every authority behind that name. All the character, all the essence. He says, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. Look at this. And if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Why? Because when you get Jesus connected to a problem, whether it's a disease or a sin, or a disease that it was because of a sin, that name can take care of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No wonder the psalmist said, my help is in the name of the Lord. My help is in the name of the Lord. My help is in the name of the Lord. So I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him and give him glory. Psalm 15 and 1, the psalmist says, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. For thy mercy And for thy truth's sake, if I don't know any scripture and I know Jesus, I can still get my need met. If I don't know uh, the vast doctrines of the Bible and I do not understand the mysteries of God and the mysteries of his church, but if I know Jesus, I can find out, amen, some powerful things because it is his name that should be given glory. If you go back to our beginning text, where he says, in the third commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. There is a second part to that, for he says, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless, that taketh, again, it doesn't say speak, it says take. It's how you bear his name in vain. God will not hold him guiltless. God will not allow them to be innocent of it. But rather, they are going to be purged out. God holds those that take his name in vain accountable. Accountable. Can I, can I go to a far extreme? God is going to hold the wicked Muslims and Islam that do violence in the name of Allah, God's going to hold them accountable. God is going to hold the crusaders that in the name of Christianity, murdered, maimed, and destroyed, he's going to hold them accountable. God is going to hold Hitler, who used religion to destroy Jews, who used the name of God to destroy Jews. God's going to hold him accountable. God's going to hold them accountable not only for the 6 million Jews that were killed but somewhere between the 2 and 3 million Christians that were killed by Nazis. God's going to hold them accountable. How much more will God hold us accountable if we know his name and do not appropriate it in his way? I cherish the name. I don't want to blaspheme that name. I do not want to take his name in vain. I want to speak it out in praise. I want to speak it out in power. Jesus. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast And we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.